Good morning. Here comes bowl number four of Question Crunch. Today's questions are for local artist Rebecca Ustrell. We talk about Curious Magazine, Tree Sex, Neon Signs, and her love of the color pink. Okay, hey Rebecca. Hey guys, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a while since I've actually hung out with you. Uh, so Rebecca is a good old friend of mine. We've been friends for many years. I was trying to even like think of the year, and I don't mm. even want to do the math. Don't do the math. No, the math is about no, 2009. 2009? Do, do you actually have it? Okay, cool. I, yeah. I don't remember. The, I don't even want to do the math. Almost math 10 is, years. I'm, I'm doing this. When I do an interview, <laughs> I like to not even think about numbers. Numbers are not fun unless you're you know trying to prove something. Um, and... Ever since I met you, I've been a fan of your artwork, and I've been a fan of seeing the evolution of your artwork, of your art style, just evolving and building upon itself oh, and it. doing new things. It's just amazing. I think one time you did like this giant post-it thing. Yes, I did. So that's uh, I did a big post-it note portrait of my uncle, and I basically got a photo, made a grid out of it, and just tore some post-it papers together and laid them out on the floor. And you had to take a photo of it, like, from yeah. high above. And so then down. I went on a second story, like, atrium. Uh, it's the CAA building in Chad Chafee. Yeah. Went upstairs, took a picture of it, and that was my portrait final. Really pissed off the illustration class. <laughs> Why did you piss off the illustration class? <laughs> well, you know. The teacher, the teacher was, like, very, whatever you want to, whatever materials you want to use for this drawing. Yeah. Obviously, is it to drawing, but I loosely interpreted it because I wanted to do whatever the hell I wanted to do. So it was pissing off the students or the teacher? The students. The students? A couple really liked it. A lot of people were annoyed. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, let's go look at the portrait. Field trip upstairs. Okay, now look down. <laughs> okay, so is that why they were annoyed? Is because you Might made them been. leave the class? Might have been, you know, lethargic students. Cool. No, no, I'm... <laughs> I'm all for projects that annoy someone at least. If you're not annoying someone, then what are you, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> How are you an artist if you're not annoying someone? Um, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of your work. Uh, one of the things I really love is your line drawings, the, uh, the, the drawings where you don't lift the pen at all. Oh, that's yeah. just the fluid line. So just a contour drawing? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I started using that technique just from learning it and, you know, drawing 101 or whatever the hell they call it <laughs> um but i just thought that it was a lot easier to get to know the contours of a body and i was really into figure drawing at the time mm -hmm. so i kind of just adapted that to my style and i use it now quite a bit even though it's technically a drawing learning technique for more refined skills <laughs> it's a learning technique because yes. it looks great it's yeah it's a, it's all technically traditionally a learning technique where you're following the contour of something that you're staring at and not lifting your pen so that you really get to know the shape. And these are just considered sketches for your final drawing. But, you know. It's such a weird thing to just call, like, an actual, like, really awesome body of art. Oh, yeah, don't worry. That's, that's... Well, you know, if we were in the 18th century, we'd be like, yeah, that's embarrassing. Don't look at that <laughs> stuff. But nowadays, it's... That's a style a lot of people like. But, so one yeah. like 18th century artist, Pashaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it started, but long time ago. <laughs> well, what I literally like is uh, you've been now starting, and when I don't know when you exactly started it, but your neon art, your neon light yes. art. Uh, do you think that your love of contour art kind of bled into that? 
You know, now that you say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the whole neon thing started whenever I first started Curious Magazine, which was a little over a year ago. And I, I really wanted a neon sign to say Curious yeah. because I was just like, man, neon's really hot right now. Everyone has neon stuff. I like neon. It looks cool. I looked up how much it would cost. It was like $100 a letter. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, to, to get a custom neon sign. Okay. Real neon, bent glass, loaded with neon gas or whatever gases they use. They use a few different gases. And I was like, $100 a letter. Fuck that shit. And then I posted like on Instagram. I was like, who wants to buy this for me for my birthday? Ha! <laughs> you know, no takers. <laughs> sure. So I was like, how could I make this? It's like, looked up some like, just, you know, fucking Amazon neon lights. And then like a rope light popped up and I like, oh, you know five meters of rope light i could write something with that but how am i going to attach it to something and then basically i started making letter signs my first sign was a curious sign and the way that the materials work is super similar to just writing Mm -hmm. which i've always done you know i still keep a handwritten journal Uh, the way i draw is really like the contour style like you're talking about so it's it's pretty simple basically it's just like a really slow writing process where you're like i'll get the the rope light attach it to one part of a grid frame, zip tie it down with clear zip ties all the way through until I get That's pretty cool. the thing that I want. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering when you said zip tie, I was like, hang on, I didn't see any breaks to the left. Ooh, clear, all right, cool. Yeah, clear zip ties, you know. So when it's off, it just, it all looks white and then you turn it on, you can still see the light through it. And anyway. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's just really cool seeing, uh, seeing you go from the line drawing to that. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Now it's just lights. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really cool. I actually got a couple of people that have hit me up since I made letter signs for their businesses. Uh, I made one that's like maybe like six feet by three feet. Wow. For a movie prop because they wanted a neon sign. But obviously it can be a bit pricey. So like, can you make us a faux neon sign? <laughs> made one saw it in a couple of pictures it's still in production but i'm like it's gonna look really cool it, was, it, says, to... it says roller world okay cool i was wondering yeah. if you were able to tell us or if you were yeah. signing, like a form that said you can't tell anything. no i did not sign a non-disclosure so okay, cool. <laughs> it's all free game we'll tell you all about it what else do you want to know uh but also uh a local sound studio over here which they actually told me not to tell anyone <laughs> where yeah, but you it didn't was sign anything. i didn't sign anything uh down the street from here well it used to be down the street from here they moved they're doing the honor system form. um yeah right they're like oh we're thinking about getting new artwork for our studio so i'm going to be visiting soon and making some just whatever i want basically awesome so i'm probably going to do something like one of my contour drawings naturally cool. something i like to do maybe a portrait a portrait of the person or just like a random person? No, like, you know, I'm like, what would I like if I was some musician recording in a studio? Gotcha, it's like okay. a chick, probably. <laughs> Chicks, man. <laughs> well, just, uh, I was thinking like, you, inspirational. you said draw what you do, whatever you want. I'm like, all right, cool. The president, Zachary Taylor. That's who you're going to pick. That'd be great, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's business, so you don't want to be yeah. a troll so in, like immediately. Too, too much of a troll. Yeah, too much of a troll too soon. No. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like I'm still still getting to getting to be known. Gotta gotta consult with them, see what they like. Yeah, but. wait wait till, wait till you get really into them that you get to be weird and be mm-hmm. like, oh, you wanted uh, Alex Trebek, right? Like, <laughs> Could you fucking imagine Alex Trebek neon sign? <laughs> Look, it changes colors. <laughs> well, it thrives. I, I don't. I never wanted an Alex Trebek neon sign, but I kind of want it now. <laughs> Might have to make that. 
Thank God for Photoshop. <laughs> um, what do you, and another kind of artwork that you do a lot is uh, very uh, busy artwork. A lot of stuff like uh, your, your pieces, your nature pieces are amazing. Um, and it's just the, a lot of plants throughout the whole piece and it's just very visually stimulating. Which one do you prefer to do? The busy artwork or the one with just a lot of free open space? I feel way more accomplished with myself when I can do like the really layered lush pieces that you're talking about, like uh -huh. the illustrations. There's a, I think it's just a little more fulfilling because there's more problems to solve and I'm kind of that kind of person. I'll make work for myself. Be like, okay, I really want to see this image of, you know, a woman bent over and then there's like some bunnies over here, but there's also this tree coming in and how am I going to make that happen? So I'll kind of like in my mind make like a collage of it. Like I'll have several images as reference I'll print out. So I'll be like, there's the woman, there's the animals, the foliage. Then I'll pencil it out, you know, and then kind of decide what layers over what. And once it's finished, I just feel like, oh, this is what like people must feel like when they finish a painting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because with the with the line drawings, I, I think that I have a lot more broad audience, like more people can relate to it, more people like it um, compared to the more layered pieces where it's really niche. But then I like feel like I appreciate those fans a little more. I'm like, you get it. <laughs> you get it. You appreciate my hard work. But I know it's kind of like a maybe arbitrary reason why I like those pieces more. But I just feel like more accomplished personally because it's harder to do. No, no. I, I... And not only that, but just the color in itself, like all that layered color. Like I really enjoy art for all the colors of it. So it's really limited when I just do the black and white stuff. Oh, I can I can get that. I understand uh, appreciating the ones that uh, like if I if I do a pop culture reference and I do a really specific pop culture reference that only maybe two people in the world are gonna get it. And when I see them laugh, I'm like, ha, you got yeah. it. Versus the one where it's like I make a fart joke and everyone gets the <laughs> fart joke. Yeah, like, All exactly. Right. Yeah, but I also <laughs> I also tend to get really bored easily. Uh -huh. You know, I'll do like a batch of those really complicated illustrations. And then after a while, after making 20 of them, I'm just burnt out. I'm like, I can't keep 20, doing this. 20, just 20 illustrations to get burned out. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry that all that length of work is so tiring. 20? Yeah. Like, I thought you were going to be like, I thought when you said I get bored, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, in mid-drawing, I'll get bored and I'll start drawing. But 20 is a good number to okay. take Well, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I get mad at myself when I can't stick to something. After 20. <laughs> <laughs> like I did, because I did, um, that's actually where the curious name came from, which we'll hit on. But, oh, I'm looking forward uh, to that. <laughs> uh, my first body, like one of my first bodies of illustrations, I titled Curious Pleasures. Mm -hmm. And that was about 20 pieces. And I turned some of them into tapestries. Like I printed them out on tapestries because I wanted them to be larger. And that show just took it out of me. I was like, okay, that was a lot of work. Framing was expensive. Yeah. Getting these things printed on tapestries and then hanging them in this gallery. I was just like, oh, my God. And then not only that, but, like, almost none of them sold. So I was like, you know, like, I get it. Not everyone is in the market for a $300 illustration by someone that just happened to make these drawings. I'm not a known artist. Yada, yada. I didn't make any prints because I just was like, that's more money. I'm not going to make prints. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Uh, I kind of just ended up switching over into like doing more of the contour work yeah. because it was a little more relaxing and less pressure, I think. 
because I wasn't preparing for a show. And then, like, I started doing the magazine, too, because I got so burnt out and couldn't think of anything else to draw. Literally, I was like, I have no fucking idea what to do anymore, so I'm just going to talk to my friends and talk to them about their artwork. So, yeah, that brings us to Curious, curious Publishing. Yes. Uh, and that's that's where the name came from, was Curious Pleasures? Yes. Or did you just, like, go, uh, I'm just going to use this name again, because it's fun. Uh, well, it was already on my mind. You know, I was fo- I was spending quite a few months preparing for Curious Pleasures. Uh, but I chose the word Curious for the Curious Pleasures title because I thought that it just kind of encompassed, like, oh, that's strange. Like, what's going on here? Like, so, I need to know more. Like, I need to know more. Gotcha. You stare at it, more happens. It's not really... Kills, uh, ca- kills cats. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's no end. There's no beginning. It's fluid. And I just was, I, want, I had already had this idea for making art books of my own work because mm-hmm. I'm just a collector of art books and fine art magazines and I really like the printed aspect of things, different print styles. And I just, whenever I finally was coming back to that idea that was on, you know, the drawing board, I was like, you know, Curious is a good name for a magazine. And I kind of just ran it by a couple people. Like, yeah, it sounds pretty good. I got a lot of, a couple people thinking like, it kind of sounds like a porno. <laughs> Oh, no, it was like, perfect. I think a lot of the best things sound like porn. It could easily be a porno. Right? I'm like... Well, because, like, you you know the comic shop in Rancho, Four Color Fantasies. Oh, yeah. Every time I tell people that, they're like, what? Like, fantasies? I'm like, it's it's a term for comics. Come on. Come on. Just, no, come on. Like, like, what? What other fantasies lurk behind this door? Uh, My fantasies are only five color. Four is two two less. One color, two less. Oh, my goodness. Um, so you have a lot of really cool themes for your books. Uh, how do you, I want to know your process of making a book. Where does the theme come from? Okay. So that is kind of just whatever the hell's on my mind. Okay. (laughs) To be totally honest. You know, the first, the first issue, millennial pink was a trending term for like the pink color that's really popular at, you know, right now, which is basically like a baby pink. Okay. And it's, it's a lot of different shades of baby pink. And I, was you know curious about it (laughs) googled it and found out that there's like this strong relation to this other shade of pink called baker miller pink and that was a type of pink that they used to paint some prisons to as a a psychological experiment to calm prisoners and it showed some effectiveness but not that many tests were done actually one of the facilities was in san Bernardino. i think it was in the 60s is it still open uh no Okay. It's not that color anymore, but you can Google Baker Miller pink and see the pink cells. And I was just like, you know, it wouldn't, it would make sense that like all those stressed out millennials that are just like, you know, bombarded with all this shit would like gravitate towards like soothing things. So I kind of wrote a little short call to artists about that, encompassing those, both of those ideas that I had. And put out the call on Instagram, you know, on a brand new profile that had no followers. And I actually got some people sending an artwork for it. So I was like, cool. (laughs) And then the next uh, issue, I kind of just, I had a list of ideas. You know, when you come up with your first idea, you're like, I can do way better than that. So I I made a list and just kind of went off of whatever else sounded good and also different enough. And it's a revenge. Yeah, so revenge. So I tried to make it a little like the antithesis of the first. Uh Uh-huh. A little more edgy. Instead of the whole soothing pink. Yes. I love it. I love it that you say <laughs> that it's the pink <laughs> in the prison to soothe the, the, the prisoners. And I like that kind of concept with millennials of like uh, needing the soothing but stuck in the prison. <laughs> 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 it's experience, you know? <laughs> it's experience of soothing 
but it didn't work. Yet I'm here. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> and then the third one, uh, I can never pronounce that word. Uh, biophilia. That's it. Yeah. Or at least like whenever I look at it, I always want to put the biblio. Bibliophile. Yeah. Uh, right. And I'm like, it's not, Jimmy. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So biophilia, it's you know. A scientific term but it also was a bjork album so that's that's why i knew that's why i knew the term naturally <laughs> that's why i knew the term that's she how t- everyone knows a term right <laughs> it was a bjork album right so it everyone w- listen to this like oh yeah yeah my favorite jam i so you know revenge so millennial pink was kind of a summertime issue summer fall revenge was fall winter and then biophilia i wanted it to be seasonal because like that would make sense right you know so it was like greenery spring but what is something way more interesting sounding than like the springtime issue? You know, I thought that was lame. (laughs) (laughs) So biophilia. Uh, And also I just, I think it's really important when choosing a theme that you're attracting a different part of someone's mind and attracting artists maybe you don't already know. Because a lot of the artists and people that I know are all one type of art. You know, they tend to be. Yeah, uh, and I, I wanted different people to be become attracted to the word, or I would be looking. I'd go to a zine fest or an art show and be like, "That reminds me of that word biophilia," and I want them to be in the next magazine. So I'm gonna make sure that this all links together. Everything else will round itself out. <laughs> so you, you don't even like uh, let people know when you invite them that it's like this issue is actually designed to get you into. Oh no, <laughs> I don't want any egos here. <laughs> But it totally is. But sometimes, yes, there, okay. there, I have people in mind that I've, that have been in my network for a while, and I'm like, I haven't gotten a no yet. Okay, <laughs> that's a request what I was going to ask. I was gonna ask if you got a no. <laughs> no, I've never had anyone say no. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's so unexpected from artists. <laughs> yeah. I've I've and I've had to say no to almost no one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are some people where sure. the work just blatantly doesn't relate to it. It's, but I enjoy their enthusiasm, so I invite them to apply again next time. You know, that kind of thing. What, what would uh, I don't want? I don't want to put anyone on blast, but I'm just like, what would be so opposite of the theme that would make you say no? Well, I did the Millennial Pink anniversary issue. Yeah. In last September, this was the last one that came out, so it had been a year since the first, and I wanted to do one redo. Uh huh. And the submissions were all black ink drawings with no explanation as to how it related to millennials or pink. Okay. They were abstracts. So it was just a blank <laughs> it was a blank email from the artist with these drawings and with no they context. were they were good. Yeah. And I was like, "Great. Can you please tell me how this relates to and copy paste my proposal into it?" And I was like, "I think it works great." They're like, "Yeah, it doesn't really have to do with that, so you don't have to put it in there." So it was just kind of like a weird <laughs> And, and I'm always really nice. I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'll keep you in mind if it fits in another issue. Sure. Because maybe some people just have a hard time with comprehension or word association or they don't know what I'm looking for. Or they yeah. think the rules aren't as strong. But I kind of try to keep it kind of rigid. Relatively. Relatively. Yeah. Has to at least do what something and something or at least or at least or at least the artist can explain how it has to do with right because i don't know what but maybe this black drawing has exactly to do with pink yeah but tell me why <laughs> tell me why <laughs> sing it and then uh your next issue was the uh uh another word i'm not uh, saudage yeah i actually looked it up i actually looked up how to pronounce it and i'm like cool i'll remember it so right now i'm like guess i did it <laughs> <laughs> yes saudage so 
I found out um, by kind of, I was on the biophilia Wikipedia page yeah. and it was actually on a emotional spectrum chart that they had in one of the graphs that was on the Wikipedia. Yeah. So I opened up that chart at one point and so Daje was on there in the like emotional, like, you know, like depression, longing, With love. Pink. No, it was just on one part of the spectrum. Okay. You know, biophilia was over here. So Daje was over here. Yeah. And I was like, that's an interesting word. I clicked it. It has more of a meaning in the Portuguese language. I'm yeah. not Portuguese. I don't have any relation to the Portuguese, but I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, these words that have a different, more exact meaning in another language, that was pretty mysterious to me. And I thought it kind of encompassed the whole idea of curious, like mysterious, want to know more, relatable. Also, I know a lot of art can relate to a deep feeling of longing or nostalgia, which is the meaning of Sadaje. And I just kind of took a risk, I think, because it was such a, you know, I think 90% or more of the people that applied for that issue had no idea what it meant until I told them. Did they, did they not Google it? Well, it wasn't something that had ever occurred to them. Okay. Until they saw it on my Instagram page or my website, you know? Well, because uh, I, I remember when it showed up on your Instagram, I Googled it and I'm like, that's a good word. That's an awesome word. There's a lot of moments where you, you feel that, where that feeling of nostal longing nostalgia. When I saw those words together, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Like whenever I think of like Saturday morning cartoons, mm -hmm. I'm just like. You feel sorage yeah. when you're longing for that moment when you're enjoying those Saturday morning cartoons. Well, because like I, I, I will talk to my nephew or whatnot. I was like, hey, so you watch cartoons on Saturday? And then my brother's like, oh. They don't have cartoons on Saturday anymore. I'm like, why? Wait, they don't? They don't. That's what, I, that's what I've been told. Oh my god! Well, in, the, in the universe of streaming <laughs> services, why would no there be Batman Beyond? No Batman Beyond. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean, okay, so <laughs> no hysteria. Which so, so what was that on? <laughs> I'm glad you say hysteria because no one knows about that cartoon. Whenever I bring it up, no one. Knows you know about why that. I knew about it? Why because do you know about it? we were watching. Well, why I remember it? Okay. Uh, we were watching Hysteria, having, you know, toast in the morning. Yeah. And we were about to move to Hesperia. And okay. I was like, why does it sound just like this show, Mom? <laughs> She's like, you know, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. That's what what said. You, but, but that's why I remember it. But I remember the show, too. But you kind of feel like that melancholic uh, yeah. longing when you think about Hysteria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's almost like a weird uh, Sodage and also Mandela effect thing going on. You're like, did that exist? And you look it up and there's not that much stuff about it online. You're like, maybe I thought, maybe I made it up. Well, no, I, I actually <laughs> learned a lot from Hysteria. Even I like, a, um, I will always remember. I don't remember the actual lyrics, but Marina I remember. Four uh, score in seven years ago. <laughs> I remember uh, Teddy Roosevelt. He had a thing of uh, uh, Bond Busters, I think it yeah. was. Where, was it Bond Busters? Yeah, he was, it was, Bond Busters. He was busting banks, like the yes. big banks. No, it was awesome. Hysteria was great. And I yeah. remember uh, in junior high, I got an argument with someone about Stalin. And the guy was like. and, and someone Naturally. Next, yeah, right? <laughs> And someone next to us was like, oh, I'm sorry, but we don't know much about Stalin. And my friend was like, oh, all of this knowledge is from hysteria. I was like, mine too. <laughs> you just never know what, what you're going to... Just the way they delivered historical facts was a lot more interesting to me than any other way I ever got Correct. it. Correct. <laughs> you know, they did their job. I feel like a lot of cartoons back then did. And that's what that, like... Um, I was telling people that what I love about cartoons then is that they didn't try to speak like kids. They were teaching kids how to speak. And exactly. I like, and I, I have uh, Saudage. Saudage. <laughs> I feel that about that. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree. And that's the thing, too, is like it just that subject sparks a lot of 
different, really specific things in people. I think that's why that issue was so successful. You know, people had really specific aha moments when they were reading the description and made new bodies that work for it, which didn't really happen with the other issues. People were submitting stuff they already had, but this is when I started to get submissions. Oh yeah, I really relate to this. I created this work for this issue. Well, you get you get passionate because it's it's, uh, it's it's an emo it's a word for an emotion we didn't know we all had. <laughs> right. You can have nostalgia, but that's a, it's the when you put longing to it. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of shit. Sinaje, I miss. where have you been all yeah. my past? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the the issue after that is the anniversary issue, and yes. that was a bunch of reoccurring stuff. Where you had some so new stuff. I refeatured artists, uh, some select artists from the first issue. Uh, back then in the first issue, I did more of a art montage and not much interviews or written pieces. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get real interviews with some of the artists like Stephen Lawrence, who's on the back cover of the issue, was a collage artist, mixed media. But I also got a lot of brand new artists that I found or submitted to the magazine. So by this time, it was, you know, the fifth issue, which just happened. And I'm really getting more into the swing of things like how ahead of time should I put out a call for art? What's my page count? How many different artists do I want? I already kind of had this down and had a game plan. So I pretty much already knew half of the magazine before I put the call to artists out there. I knew what I wanted. So it was a little easier. Now, how did that feel coming back to a theme you already did, but now with a more uh more knowledge in how to build a magazine well it just made me like embarrassed for my past self i was like this old magazine looks like shit you know what i mean like at the time when it you know a year ago i was like this is a great i can't believe i accomplished this it looks so great but you know i'm kind of hard on myself but it also just felt different i was just like wow i can't believe how much more content i have this is like three times the length of the last one um, I changed the binding style to perfect binding, which was a big step, you know, finding a print house that can do it for a low cost. So there's a lot of things that go into it. It's like I learned how to design uh, more efficiently. I found a print shop that had the ability to print the way I wanted to look more efficiently as well and look nicer, more professional. But also I had to deal with a way higher volume of submissions. So around this time, I felt actually accomplished whereas before it was very like diy i'm a startup <laughs> you know nice don't judge me this is still my first magazine but by this by the second year i was like yeah this is curious magazine let's do this <laughs> i i i think that that's there, there needs to be a little bit of embarrassment for growth exactly you have to be a little judgmental yeah Try not to be too judgmental, but... <laughs> sure, sure. But I think it's a good sign when you look back at your older pieces of work and be like, mm, I sucked. That's okay. That's, yeah, I think that that totally. should be a thing. That's the only, that's the only way you're going to know that you've grown as a yeah. person. And you know, another thing, reason why um, I think the publishing kind of took place for a little while for my, my own illustrations is it's just, I just try harder when other people's work is on the line. <laughs> You know, they're counting on the issue to come out. They've already told their friends about it. I've already posted about it. I've set a launch date. Like, it has to happen, and it has to look good. <laughs> yeah. There's there's always little hiccups, though, you know. Artists not totally liking the way their feature came out or expecting it to be different, or maybe there was some typos I didn't catch because we're still, you know. I have a couple of guest editors, but we're all students or... Sure you know, dropouts. <laughs> and it can be hard to catch everything, especially whenever you're a 100% volunteer staff. I don't even pay myself. <laughs> you know, I just basically have any proceeds I've made in the bank to 
eventually pay myself from it but in the meantime it's my printing costs yeah. and my event costs i feel like most independent published <laughs> stuff is just for printing and <laughs> you're like do you want this to happen again okay pay the small fee to have the art and we'll make it happen again i i warn and a lot most of... people are totally for that sure you know i warn a lot of artists that i want to work with <laughs> i'm like hey just a heads up uh i'm not big i'm not like if we make a comic book together you're most likely not going to get paid because I don't get paid. Most of our money goes towards conventions and printing the book, but mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, which one was, which issue was the hardest to make? Hardest to make. This is a good question. I did think about it for a little while. Uh -huh. um, I would say Revenge was the hardest. It was so hard to get anyone to submit on that topic. It was too controversial for my group of people like you know early 20s to 30s around the time where it came out even now it's just very like I don't know how to describe it people don't really like attack words or like you know potentially negative words so like I, I don't want to be a part of something that's called revenge like what does that mean that sounds I'm negative feeling, I'm kind of feeling fucked up right now because when you <laughs> put up that topic I was like yeah that's the one that really right and with I me. loved your submission to it like you were I think the only one that um had that kind of reaction to it like excited like I have such a great idea for that I know what I want revenge you know um, and I, a lot of the submissions that I got were really subdued soft versions of revenge which were really surprising like very emotional coming from a dark place and I expected people to be a little more playful with it yeah. because the whole theme kind of came from like the Kill Bill movies which I'm a huge fan of and I was like revenge that's a great plot for anything like there's going to be a ton of stuff about that like and I had just recently rewatched it for the 20th time so it was fresh on my mind also love the color that you chose for the yeah color. yellow yeah yellow and red and then i also used quentin tarantino inspired font styles on the cover yeah. and throughout the book was uh, homages to his titles and his font work and that kind of thing which was totally lost on most people but i know it's there <laughs> <laughs> you know it's there um yeah it was i really think every time i look at that cover i hear the sound yeah <laughs> So that one was the most difficult because uh, even now or whenever I think about when I was putting it together and then it went to print, I felt like it wasn't what I thought it would be, which it was kind of a, a disappointing and also confusing. And I was afraid that, you know, it was my own, only my second issue and I'm already losing interest is kind of how I felt about it. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was the only issue that I didn't get printed twice. I usually would do like two batches of 50 in the beginning whenever I was printing the magazine and that one... I think I barely sold the last copy like a month ago. So, <laughs> so that was, it's more of like a, it's hard to, it's hard to see that, that issue as like a huge success, even though to me it was probably the most, one of the most exciting design wise. Yeah. It was one of my like little passion projects I snuck in. <laughs> like, I, I still I, love you. <laughs> I think it looks, I think it looks great. I'm not, you know, being biased because that's my one issue that I, I had pieces for every issue that I wanted to give you or at mm -hmm. least I had ideas for pieces but I always like I miss a deadline and I'm like ah hell well we can just make a, a separate book of your stuff <laughs> that's fine well, I'm, this, I am a book publishing company yeah, the next issue is psychedelic right <laughs> yes so and psychedelia psychedelia 
And that deadline was or is the end of the end of this month. The end of this month. You'll, okay, you'll so make no it. One's, okay, all right. <laughs> so it's end of November. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I got other artists that also want to submit to yes. this. Yes. So. Uh, and this this issue's had great reach so far. There's so many exciting, different takes on psychedelia. You know, you have like the old school like. 60s, 70s take, but also just like trippy shit that people like right now. Yeah. And I, I love it. I remember uh, uh, when someone asked me, because I always tell people that the only reason why I don't do psychedelic drugs mm-hmm. is because I get motion sick really easily, where I can't watch the movie Gravity without throwing up, so I can't do psychedelics. <laughs> there you go. Not that this book is about <laughs> that. Not that the book is about that, but that's the first Although thing Although I also get to. motion sickness really easily, yeah. and I did do psychedelics, and uh-huh. it's not the same type yeah. of motion. It's just visual. Well, that's that's my problem. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I watch movies that are spinning. But then again, I made sure I was laying down most of the time, so that's, that's so probably funny. why I didn't get sick. <laughs> but I feel like for me, just a like... lot of it is visual. A lot of it is visual. That's like true. Like if though. I see something that's moving, I'll I'll get sick. Well, don't. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not then. Because like I got friends that are like, oh, you'll see, you'll see the walls ripple. I'm like, yeah, that's that's. I'm gonna throw up right now. Just yeah. you tell me about that. <laughs> yes. So it was probably earlier, really early summer this year is when I first did psychedelics. So uh-huh. that's that's kind of why it was on my mind. It's like you know that's relatable. <laughs> People are doing mushrooms now. Yeah. There's a ton of new books about it there's tons of podcasts about it you know yeah. vice covers it people are going to relate to it so and then i'll also just like psychedelic poster art sure so i mean disney, disney, a, lot, a lot of anime <laughs> disney is psychedelic come on oh yeah okay. <laughs> and there's no bigger disney fan than me yeah right <laughs> right when you were doing the revenge book i'm sure revenge was all about disney <laughs> so what you don't know is that there's 101 pages <laughs> <laughs> revenge is a, is a I'm pretty sure 101 Dalmatian is a revenge plot you can figure that out yeah. I can analyze that uh, what book was your favorite to work on my favorite definitely the millennial pink revamp uh-huh. I you know like one I'm obsessed with that color who doesn't love to stare at pink all day I don't know sure. I love it um, two you know I was starting to get to the swing of things like I said and I just was I felt so proud of myself when it was done because it really has like the substantial like writing and visual balance in it that it felt like a legit publication to me for the first time and nothing was printed out pixelated or anything like that which er almost every single book that i've done has had one kind of mishap from like that that (laughs) that bleed didn't work or (laughs) that font size is way too big or that photo like i didn't have any issues with it and not only that, but just, like, the, the launch party that surrounded it was, like, the most well-attended, the largest by far, and uh, it was the first time I printed 100 just off the bat because I had the money to. Awesome. So oh it was just <laughs> great. I was like, wow, I can do twice as much. This is amazing. So, um, definitely. So, talking about Millennial Pink, uh, which pink character would you think, uh, like, the iconic millennial, or would, what, what character do you think is a millennial? And not as far as like when it was created, but their attitude. Uh, Miss Piggy, Patrick Star, Kirby, <laughs> or the Pink Panther? You know, that's a tough one. It is. It's a really tough one because I feel like they all encompass a personality of a millennial that I know. <laughs> I, I agree. Maybe not Miss Piggy as much. I feel like Miss Piggy is the, is the stereotype. That's what media yeah. wants you to think a millennial is like. But, but definitely it's Kirby just because it's so undefined 
I think my issue with Kirby, you know, so when, and... when, I, when I thought of this question, that's who I picked. Okay. Because it's him. He doesn't have his, an identity himself. He has to suck in other identities. Right. That, that's what I was going to say. It's yeah. just like this amoeba that, you know, what's going on around you? Like you're going to mirror it or try to grow from it. And whenever I think of millennials, I think of still very moldable, coming into your own, but also just iconic looking maybe. And I'm like, Kirby. It's got to be Kirby. Definitely not the Pink Panther. He's too much I of an asshole. I think some can be Pink Panther. <laughs> I think some are Pink Panther. Maybe. But the like, one who, I, like, who, like who would be a Pink Panther trope in your life? A Pink Panther trope? <laughs> Someone who really is into making their brand on Instagram. Oh, okay. You're totally right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Gotta use my hashtags. At the end of every conversation, it's like, if you like, <laughs> subscribe to my channel. <laughs> I, I think that I've seen a lot of Pink Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I really like about the uh, biophilia, oh, God damn it, biophilia, <laughs> biophilia, <laughs> is that I've seen a lot of uh, love of plants and uh, body parts and uh, genitals, <laughs> sexuality mm, and yes. plants is throughout your artwork. Yes. And I love that because uh, throughout art history, throughout just human nature. We've drawn a lot of sexual-looking plants. Right. Plants look sexual. <laughs> so, do you think that ants have genitals, or do they re- reproduce? Oh, should I explain what an ant is for people yes, who don't for, know what an ant is? Yes, for the people, please. If you see Lord of Rings or you read Lord of Rings, they're the giant tree creature that help you know Mary and Pippin along. Well, when the man ant loves the woman <laughs> ant, <laughs> the woman ant opens itself up to receive. <laughs> no, no, I like this. I like this. You're, the male's you're, you're, uh, tendrils. Yeah. You know? I picture them like spores or something. Like, what kind of tree is it? Is it like an evergreen? It spews like jizz everywhere? Uh-huh. Or, you know, they just come out of the, the ground? Like, I think there's probably different species of them. <laughs> Do you have to plant a bulb? I need a little more information. No, no, no. I, think you're, I think you're onto something. I don't think you need any more information. And can you buy ant bulbs and they're like eggs, or is it more of a spore action? Is my question because that's just like the two that are in my mind. But also, I can imagine, you know, I mean, people. I'm pretty sure there's like blogs dedicated to like sexual-looking trees, <laughs> or different trees like morphing into each other. Like, oh, that totally looks like someone spread eagle. <laughs> you know? And it just whenever I, you know, you ask me that question, I just imagine, you know, like. A branch slowly but surely penetrating another side of a tree and becoming one. So they do reproduce sexually. Okay. How do how do they get in the mood? <laughs> well Is it just foreplay or is it seasonal? Like <laughs> <laughs> It's probably like Pomfar or something. Like they're just like all of a sudden like really horny. Like <laughs> They just hear the wind and it's like ooh. You know, and then, like, they burst and jizz on each other. Something, you know? Oh, spring is magical. Isn't it? It's terrifying. It's monstrous. But it's it's also sexy. You know, and also, you know, the, the ones, you know, the, the plants that get talked to by humans and pet more are more turned on. So. Yeah. I'm not going to kink shame a tree. <laughs> Truth be told, I've never done it. <laughs> um. And, you know, if, if you're familiar with Treebird on, on Lord of the Rings, he's really slow. So I'm sure that mm. lovemaking lasts all spring. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Saudachi, right? Yes. Yes. That was the closest I've yeah. gotten to pronouncing it correctly. Yes. Okay. I think it's because I actually have it on here that I read it. <laughs> um, what song gives you the most Saudachi? 
Mm, that's a good one. I'm thinking it would definitely have to be like the intro to some show that doesn't exist anymore. That's a neat Oh my God, that's a great uh, answer. Something, that, And then like coming from a tube TV. Yeah. You know? It's a song. So you can hear it when it turns Probably on? Probably the Simpsons intro. Okay. Yeah. That, that intro's still existed. Yeah, but I haven't watched Simpsons on a TV when it's coming on at 6 p.m. in years. Uh-huh. So I just don't really like hear it anymore. I feel like when you said the intro for a show that doesn't exist anymore, that connected with me way too much. Like yeah. I wasn't ready for that response. Did you feel that deep emotion right there in yeah, the pit well, of your stomach? Well, because when you said when I, when I thought <laughs> the question of asking you that, I thought it was going to be like some song that you could obviously that was that the that the feeling you know of what? longing was going to be too obvious. You know, I listen to the songs that I like so often that yeah. they wouldn't be Sadaj okay. anymore. It's always on my mind. Like, I always listen to the same things on rotation. So if, like, suddenly I was in jail and couldn't hear it anymore, I'm sure when it came out, I would feel Sadaj sure. when I heard it. But um, just the... I guess I'm more relating like the sound of stuff coming out of a tube TV. Well, <laughs> Especially what? cartoons. The, Probably, like, like... The Tony Hawk Pro Skater one soundtrack definitely hits That's home good. every single time. That's good. When you like, I, I I don't even so okay. So with the Tony Hawk soundtrack, I don't even know the songs that play on there. But when they play on the radio, my mind immediately connects. Yeah, to you're Tony there, Hawk. right? Yeah. I feel like that's a Tony Hawk song. Yeah. I'm, I don't Obviously. even know the soundtrack. I could easily Google it, but I don't want it yeah. because I want the surprise. Yeah. And, I, and I wish that I had something more profound than that. For me, I feel like when you said when you said TV show, when you said TV show, the first thing that my mind went to is that sound from Family Matters. Oh yeah. The do, 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 yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. Like that 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 really did it for me. That was yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So as an artist, I have a good que- I have a question for you. What and this is the, you know that we're in November. What color are you most thankful for? Pink. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful for it. It gave me the idea for my first publication. And now it's actually like one of the like iconic colors we use in our merch. So it's, it's just kind of become an identity with Curious is pink and then close second red. It's nice. compliment. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just love pink. Like, pink is a good color. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge pink. I like pink. Yeah. What about you? What color am I looking Yeah. So two colors that always come in my mind are chartreuse and periwinkle. Ah, oh, chartreuse. You know, now, chartreuse used to be my pink yeah. for years. It's always going to be my pink. <laughs> oh, I like your pink, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I love chartreuse. I think my, my sister asked me, she's like, what's your favorite color? And I said chartreuse. She's like, really? And I'm like, do you want me to go down the history? Because I'll tell you the history if you don't believe me. You're like, when I get my taxes done at H&R Block, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I watch Hulu? Come on. Come on. <laughs> And whenever I tell people about, like, I, I'm like, oh, I love chartreuse. I love that color. And they're like, oh, well, that's not chartreuse. Chartreuse is more yellow. I was like, uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Chartreuse was originally more yellow. But ever since, like, computers came into play and they actually can tell you what is 50% green and 50% yellow, they now chartreuse is the middle ground between green and yellow. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> uh, my friend Elliot, actually, he did for his YouTube show, he had a taste test of a bunch of chartreuses. And it went from yellow, it went from the really yellowish green to more of a green color. And I'm oh. like, oh, really? Because I, I, I knew it existed in the color spectrum, but mm-hmm. I didn't know it actually existed in alcohol too. Like the, it goes from yellow to green. Right. And I thought that was strange. I didn't expect that. <laughs> so where can we get Curious Publishing? Well, 
first place that I recommend is getting the publication at a release party. Our release parties do rotate from place to place, but we've been doing it at Daw Center for the Arts. We've done it at Graeber Olive House, basically anywhere near the foothills, and we're trying to expand into the IE. So if you follow our Instagram, every quarter when the publication comes out, we have a release party, and that's where you can view the artist's work, you know, that's actually in the book. Enjoy free beer and wine, bands by art, etc. We also have it online and in a few stores now, so... Skylight Books uh, in L.A., next to Fred 62 in Silver Lake. Oh, nice. We have it at Eightfold Coffee. It's a, a shelf by Folding Days L.A. It's an independent publication project. They have our biophilia and our sodagic issues there. And also more into the IE at Redlands at the, Arts, the Artlands Gallery. And that's on Vine. Uh, it's in both Shop Called Quest in Redlands and Claremont, and it's also in In the Mujeres Studio in Riverside. And now Vital Gifts Exchange Pomona. It's a gift shop that also has in, like one-of-a-kind art pieces and stuff like that. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Where's it in Pomona? Like? It just opened. It's, uh, it's next to Cafe Con Libros Okay. by the same street that the Glass House is on. Nice. I haven't been in Pomona in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's on the up and up. <laughs> I go there quite often. Uh, where would we get it online? Online, uh, curi- curiouspublishing.org. We're nonprofit, hence the .org, in the shop section or right on the landing page. You can actually subscribe uh, and get uh, basically a free copy for the year if you subscribe. At the uh, at the openings at the book open is that a book openings the book party the release party that's yeah. it. the release party <laughs> is a word that you used just a few seconds ago uh, at the release party uh i know i've been to a release party that you've done uh and there's a lot of people that have their own like booths set up for their artwork is it just people that are in the book uh, that have... no okay it's uh it's actually not all the people that are in the book can make it uh, I, I invite those artists that are in the book but also just anyone that wants to showcase their art i invite any mediums there's potters painters zinster people or as you'd least like to say zine <laughs> zine people <laughs> uh any any mediums really and now that our release parties are getting bigger we actually usually have about 30 vendors at any given time when was the last time i told you zine it was like, the first issue i did okay okay you're like what is a zine anyway okay it's like oh sure for magazine you're like wow i feel like an idiot yeah, i'll never say that again yeah, but i feel because I, I have said it i have said it numerous times and when you just said it right now i was like how would you know that i mispronounce it way too often <laughs> you still do to this day <laughs> to, to this day oh, like i said zine and someone's like zine don't you mean zine i'm like i guess so that makes no, sense just be like i saw the zine <laughs> that's what i do when people <laughs> No, I just wanted to say it in like a really nice yeah. German accent. It was like, oh, look at the sign. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've been a part of a lot of little indie um, book festivals and zine fests. So a lot of the artists nowadays are like zine artists that I also invite because they're on my radar. We've done shows together recently and book release. I think that other books should be there, too. Nice. <laughs> Not uh, just mine. <laughs> I love your shows. Uh, they, you've had some pretty good musical talent. Oh, well, thank you. That is all thanks to my intern, Amanda. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's done like a music festival locally. She does art installations with her uh, her group, which is Consumption Collab. They do like clothing exchanges and they always have a musical act. And she's been helping me for the last two issues and getting 
great musical acts, honestly. I'm nice. always blown away. I'm like, great. But uh, I also have had some musical connections just from the shows that I've gone to. I've met some people along the way. Yeah. And you're just like, I like what you do. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I like you. And they're like, hey, you, I like what you do too. Like, do you want to, it's not paid, I'm sorry, but free beer and free magazine and merch. Like, you want to come perform? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Here's my card. Let's make some, uh, let's make this event happen. Let's make some magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't have a party without something going on, <laughs> you know? So if I'm an independent artist and I want to submit to, uh, and I, I want to be published, uh, what do I do? You DM me on Instagram. Uh, I would be the Curious Publishing. Yeah, so uh, at Curious Publishing, DM me. Say, hey, what's up? Here's my art. You know, this is I'm interested in being in this publication, and I'll answer usually within less than an hour, unless it's the middle of the night. <laughs> Do you have to give some kind of explanation as to what it is, or can you? Uh, you know what? I like to be really organic about it. Show me the art, I'll react to it, and we'll have a conversation about it. Nice. If you're more of an organized artist and you want everything to go really smoothly and in a timely manner, then I suggest going to our website, curiouspublishing.org, and click the submit page, and there's actually directions on what I'm looking for, what the theme is, and what to include in your message. And it doesn't have to just be art, right? No, it can be short stories. Uh, it could be... And that, that is art. I'm just saying like a visual art. It right. It doesn't have to just be visual I know, art. I know what you meant. Okay, I'm just making sure my listeners are like... <laughs> like, that's not art. Is this Photos art? Photos are art. Poems <laughs> can, are art. So you can be any type of visual artist, any type of written artists. Uh, if you have a video project, we can write an article about it. If you have an art show coming up, we can review it. If it has to do with the theme... If you want to just simply be a part of the release parties, then you can come and perform. Nice. Or do an art installation. Basically, I'm open. That's pretty cool. I've, I've seen, yeah. like, I, uh, the stained glass window artist is one of my yes. favorite <laughs> artists that you've had. Yes. She is great. She actually was in the revamp. Uh, I'm not really sure to pronounce that it's Dracina Glass. Okay. Uh, she. You, you know I wasn't going to try. Cause, like... Right, right. <laughs> she is out of... Burbank, LA area, and she does erotic stained glass, and I actually met her uh, doing an erotic art show in Highland Park. And it was you doing erotic art shows? <laughs> yes, could you imagine? <laughs> so uh, I displayed like 10 different drawings. Every single artist that was there was an erotic artist, and I just loved her stuff so much. And we ended up talking for hours that night, and whenever I did the millennial pink issue, I wanted a way to fit her in. And she had some pieces that had a lot of pink in them. So it was like, you know, this pink issue, let's get you in this issue. <laughs> and Come on, pink. Come I ended on. up buying the piece that's in the first magazine of the man with like a pink tutu on. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Which is, it's, it's, it's the one where it's just the shot of the pink tutu and his butt, right? Yeah, it's like him from behind standing yeah. up, and he's really buff, and he has garter belts on and a pink tutu. Yeah. Super hot. It's an awesome piece. <laughs> like, I, I remember seeing her pieces and being like, oh, yeah. man, I, didn't, I never thought to myself, I need to own stained glass, but now I kind of do. Now you know. I thought it's, it's funny because like, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, all the art that you've been talking about, uh, tapestries and stained glass windows. I'm just like, I always thought they were just exist. They existed in castles and churches. But right. Why not your bedroom? Your bedroom could be your castle, Jimmy. Your one, bed can be your altar. Okay, well, it's just getting one, one, weird. One tapestry that you did is of me. Yes, and it I is. And I thought to myself, uh, I'm like, should not, I get that one? Because that would be weird to have it just hanging on the wall and be like, uh. <laughs> I have it. It's still, I actually have two. 
You have two. No, no, it's not. It's not I have the front side and the back side. <laughs> so I, that was really fun. We did a live uh, life drawing session of Jimmy. Yeah. And I was debating I, on whether or not I mentioned it, but we got on the subject. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to find anywhere that would let me show it. Okay. When I did the Curious Pleasures show, I, you know, they knew I was an erotic artist. I have a lot of full frontal vulvas drawn in nature, and your pieces were going to be displayed in it. And whenever I hung them, the curator asked me to take them down. And I had such, <laughs> I was so pissed off about it. I was like, so you're okay with labia, hairy labia boobs that's fine but like a man's genitals he was just like there's just like it's there's it's like hairy it's just too visceral i think for the old ladies that come here it's like so you're afraid <laughs> you're afraid <laughs> that the ladies will think that the penis is too in your face okay <laughs> i guess next time i'll tell you that there's penises and vulvas so it was the first time I ever felt really censored. It was even more of a like motivation for what I was doing. It was just like I would never censor someone like that. Yeah, let me see your penis. Let me see your vaginas, but not your penises. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's why it hasn't sold. She, she just doesn't want to. <laughs> it was actually my last big show. It was a little over a year ago. She doesn't want to just uh, have a pile of painted old ladies at the tapestry. <laughs> that's an art installation in itself. I mean. <laughs> So they're still just nicely wrapped up in my room, and I do plan on showing them if I ever get uh, invited to another erotic art show. Uh, the one that I did was outdoor, and the tapestry's on white, so I didn't want to put it up because there was a lot of dirt around. Sure. Um, I kind of yeah, feel like I you... apologize. Why? Because <laughs> I feel kind of responsible. I'm just like, oh, no. I'm sorry that my... Uh... No, I did... No. It's not acceptable <laughs> in uh, the art society. No, I, th I thank you for your penis because it showed me. <laughs> it showed you the light? <laughs> showed me why I, I need to be able to have a platform for people to not be censored on. You okay. know what I mean? Like I've never, I mean, I guess like me telling people that it's not fitting for the magazines, kind of a form of censorship. Like I don't take anyone, but I would never be like, oh, that's a pink drawing of a penis. I'm not putting it in there. Yeah. It's totally insane to me. So don't apologize <laughs> for your penis that was too hairy, <laughs> too much hair. And I guess the way I drew it, you know, it was like pink and blue lines. It was a little too playful for their taste. I think one of them is like a banana on your lap. Yep. Yeah, that's what I got printed out. Your backside and then there's one with a banana on your yeah. lap. So <laughs> I think that they did say that I could put the backside one up because I wanted to do both. And I was like, no, they're a diptych. They go together. <laughs> like, it's one or the other. Okay? Yeah. You can't just no, choose the back. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you can't take my back without taking my front. <laughs> There's so. one person who's like a, a huge fan of mine that was probably going to hear this. No, no, they don't have a fan like that. But I'd like to think that one fan is going to be like, I need those tapestries now. <laughs> I like being this close to the train. Are we picking up the train? Yeah. Cool. It just makes it spookier. <laughs> so, yes, I have the original drawings still. I think there was like 30 drawings from that session. And I have the tapestry. So, if you want to find our eBay page, I'm just <laughs> Uh, the go the starting bid is two hundred dollars <laughs> for the backside. Front side, we're gonna have to talk because that is primo <laughs> stuff. Guess which one's mine? Are, are there more so people can guess, or is it just mine? It's just you. Just, okay, cool. So it's good. you're gonna be able to guess it easily. <laughs> <laughs> would that be on the perfect? Would be able to It's not to scale. It's a very large tapestry. Uh, false. <laughs> like <laughs> it's Doctor Manhattan scale. Thank you. That's hilarious. Actually, uh, I showed the tapestry to someone, and they were like, just joking. Is this to scale? <laughs> I was like, it's this big. Like, what? Yes, 
was actually shrunk. So it looks <laughs> scale to me when yeah. I was shrunk. I think I showed you how big the tapestry. If you lay it on a queen size bed, you sent me the photo. You sent me if you lay photo. it on a queen size bed, the thing goes from top to bottom. So. I remember seeing and the it's photo like the like, bottom torso, so it's pretty cool. I remember seeing the, the photo mm. and be like, huh. <laughs> how did you feel about it when you saw it printed on a big tapestry? Uh, I high fived myself, which is just a clap, so it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's right to I left. Know. It was a, it was a high five. So, no, if, if, if someone's interested in getting it, they can get it. <laughs> Purchasing the ta- tapestry. Um, it's one of a kind. I'm not going to make kind. another one. <laughs> Why not? I thought it would be... <laughs> I can't even say it's marketable with, you know, not flat. <laughs> and they can get it on your eBay. How would they find it? Well, that's still in the process. Still in the process? Yeah, okay. I'll, we'll let you know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, when you find that out, let me know, and then I'll post yeah, it on your question. Probably just put it on RebeccaStrell.com. <laughs> yeah, that's like, where hey. you can see all my artwork on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, in case you uh, want that tapestry that we were talking about, here you go. There's your link. There you go. Go make it happen. We'll make sure that link attaches to this uh, broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to hear what that person thinks about it, here's a link. <laughs> Fast forward to this part. Exactly. They're, they have to listen to all of the book, and they're like, don't worry. It's, it's right there at the end. It's there at the end. Um, so you have a lot of artwork for the Psychedelia Yes, I do. Already. I, I have a lot of solid artwork. Like, probably f- at least five different artists have sent me over six images each. Nice. And wow. great. Yeah. Usually it's a couple of core artists and then there's some submissions that trickle in, but it's been really great. And, you know, I've met a lot of these artists at Zine Fest, so I would approach them, tell them about uh, the Zine issue. Fest. Yeah, Zine Fest. <laughs> <laughs> like Seinfeld. <laughs> I want to make a Zine Fest called Seinfeld, but yeah. I know it's too niche. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. So, yeah, I'm really excited about the psychedelia issue. I haven't set a release date yet because we're still pending with the venue, and that's whenever I set my print dates, but it'll be in December. That'd be cool. For sure, in December. I think it'd be fine to have like a zine where it's all... It's all Kramer's doors open. Right? <laughs> Let's do it. You, know, you open it and it's just Kramer on the other side. <laughs> That's good. Because he had some really famous door open. So yeah. I think that Zinefield would be pretty funny. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, so people can submit. I'm trying to think of uh, any other details that they need to know for, for this submission. Uh, do, you, do you have anything else that they need to know? Well, I really welcome any writers because I haven't gotten any written submissions. No writers. No writers yet. So if you're out there, you have a short story, if you have any short poetries, even if you've written a book and you want to uh, submit an excerpt from it, or if you want to write an article about something psychedelic that happened to you, maybe psychedelic experience with drugs, anything. Uh, I've actually been kind of trying to generate some ideas in case none of the no one submits any written pieces. Yeah. So... Definitely yeah, for, welcome. What, what I did for the what I did for the book was mm-hmm. I did two page uh, comic book for the for the revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a lot of cartoonists. What would you prefer from a cartoonist? Would it be the two page thing or a comic? Definitely two pages. Just, just um, the dimensions of the book is more conducive to two pages. Yeah. And, and if you're if you're if you're being really technical and you really want to submit something perfect that I can just insert in the book immediately, the dimensions are eight point five by five point five per page. So, gotcha. That. Cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Submit. 
and as far as your social media to follow, because you, you mentioned Curious on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, what other social media that we're talking about? You know, I am very, very strongly on Instagram yeah. and kind of on Facebook. Okay. Well, no, that's, uh -huh. that's how I think a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, especially with art. It's just the predominant. Uh, platform for it right now uh, we also have a newsletter so if you go on our website curiouspublishing.org a little thing will pop up at the bottom to keep you updated put in your email address and we send out a uh, mailchimp email maybe twice a month nice it's another way to get updates uh, but strongly recommend following our instagram or our facebook and your instagram is amazing like i, I like the connected images to make oh a whole yeah big thing. yes how fun how how Frustrating does that get? Do you always have to add three photos to make sure everything is connected? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Once in a while, I will go a couple of days without having the photos, you know, perfectly in a grid. Yeah. And it just drives me nuts every time I go on it. And then I don't know if it's really connected, but I'll notice the followers drop off in those time periods. So I'll be like, nah, it's got to look great. Because what if I'm that one person that's checking out my page and like, okay, like half of this person's face is on the bottom of, okay. You have to go to the Instagram to know what we're talking about. <laughs> so definitely go to our Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Not on Twitter, but okay. I think that I'm going to join because I've gotten that question quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I kind of need, uh, I also need to get question crunch on Twitter. Yeah. Do we have Twitter. Yeah. 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 That needs to be on there. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, I had a blast. I'm looking forward this to submitting. This was fun? Yeah. I'm glad it was fun. <laughs> thanks, um, Jimmy. I'm looking forward to submitting the next book and I look forward to seeing what you have in plans for the future. Yes, stay curious. <laughs>